This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist South Church. Are you interested in hearing more about our church? Go to Bethlehem.church forward slash south. We find ourselves in limbo. <laughs> Not sure what to say anymore. <laughs> the vote has happened, guys. <laughs> it happened. Ninety-six yep. percent affirmation to move towards autonomy. Yeah. So that's great. That's awesome. Daniel, <laughs> Daniel isn't here. He's actually walking in the door right now. He's holding a whole bunch of stuff, and he's going to find that the door is locked. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, so Ethan's going to rescue him. So hey, so we uh, when we're recording this, we had the congregational meeting this last Sunday. We voted to move towards autonomy. So this Friday, and you're going to be hearing this podcast after this email goes out. But Dave is sending an email with all sorts of documents explaining all sorts of things um, about the new South entity. Things <laughs> that people have been waiting to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So the first thing, hi, Daniel. Hello, Nick. Hey, Daniel. He's here. He's taking mm. off his coat. So, I mean, I think the thing that I've got the most questions about over the past weeks and even months, is the church name. Dave, what is our name going to be? Man, I feel nervous even to say it out loud. Drum roll. Drum roll. <laughs> uh, the elders decided on South Cities Church. South Cities Church. All right. So <laughs> do you dare try to describe any of the process or the reasoning or thinking behind that? I'd rather not. No. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. I was gone oh, this summer. So, so why don't so you try you to talk about it? you know nothing about what they, happened. They decided. No, it's... Uh, I love yeah. your ownership. <laughs> I love <laughs> with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we needed a name. Uh, we chose a name. You're covering the basics. And... You know, yeah. South Cities Church is a good name. Uh, it wasn't the name that I actually voted for or chose, but it uh, talks about where we're at. Mm -hmm. Certainly we see in the New Testament all over the place, we don't see various and sundry names like Bethlehem Baptist Church, except in Bethlehem, you know, Judea, where they had mm -hmm. a Baptist church apparently sometime. <laughs> oh, they had uh, a Baptist church. At least you, maybe, maybe at least at you some assume point. it was Baptist, well, right? I, I, <laughs> They were the early church was Baptist, so let's let's just be consistent here. Uh, so speaking in terms of a location is really uh, really aligns with uh, what we see in the Bible: the church at Ephesus, the church at Colossae, et cetera, et cetera, mm -hmm. or even the church that meets at you know so and so's house mm -hmm. here or there. It's pretty mm -hmm. locative in terms of it's it's described by location. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, I think uh, a lot of the survey respondents, certainly the way we felt was Lakeville is where we gather, but it's a little too limiting because mm -hmm. we wanted to also have in scope like where we're at and therefore who we're called to serve. Well, yeah, and a lot of our people come from places other than Lakeville, and we want them to be serving. About three quarters of our people come from places other than Lakeville. Right, yeah. so we want them to be serving their cities that are in right. the South Metro. <laughs> are right. the South Metro neighborhood cities, guys? Yeah, city of Lakeville, city of yeah. Apple Valley. When, when does something become a city? When it's called a city. But, but like, what's the litmus test? Like, why can't uh, Amber, why can't Amberg, Wisconsin, population fifty three, where I used to live, be called the city of Amberg? Because it's the, un, in, unincorporated. 
that that, that it? that's the, that's the main thing but there are there in, in some areas there's numbers tied to that uh, gotcha but anyway dave yeah. what else do you want to say about that um i mean the the three points that people see that i just i wrote about in the document is that it, there's some helpful continuity we we love our history and we certainly love the history we have with Bethlehem Baptist Church and we've become known as South in kind of that whole landscape and the the burden of Bethlehem has been to have light posts along I-35 and so we're continuing kind of that burden now as a local church and with the continuity of South in our name so I think that I mean I know a lot of people just call us South Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so that that can continue and that's kind of a sweet reminder where we've been Mm -hmm. but we really do think that we're planting a new church. This is really a new thing where local leadership and local membership is coming together to, to form a new church. And we want to, we think a new name is fitting uh, for a new church. Even as we walk, walk through the book of Genesis, we often saw that when there was a new thing going on, they'd get, they'd get a new name. Mm-hmm. And so it seemed like a, a helpful moment to just say, hey, this, this is the new thing that God is doing. And we're going to constitute ourselves. And then I think all that Daniel said, so, you know, you have continuity of this current moment and then you have the community. This is where we gather from and this is where we go to, to make disciples and then all the way to the ends of the earth too. So I think that it's a name that, uh, eager to try on for a while. And I I just keep saying with all these things, they're all wisdom calls and none of it's, none of it's in the Bible. Uh, although Daniel made a good case for the location kind of names in the Bible. Mm -hmm. I think that want to try it on and, and see how God grows it in us. And, uh, you know, if, it, if we, if we really, really, really think this is just horrible in a couple of years, we could always relook at it. But I think that God is work to help us have a name that we can, uh, be excited about. I'm excited about it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Amen. <clears throat> so the second document that will be in that email that will have already gone to your inboxes, mm. uh, is about our mission statement. Yeah. And so um, the elders have been talking about this for a while, and um, we love um, the mission statement that we've had for a long time. We love spreading this passion for the supremacy of God in all things, for the joy of all peoples through Jesus Christ. Um, And yet we felt um, that this might be a good moment in our church, since we're planting a new church, to take all of those same concepts. None of that theology is changing. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe kind of repackage it in fresh language that uh, communicates a lot of those same ideas with where we're at specifically now um, as South City's church. It's, right. it's fun to say. <laughs> um, so, so we, so here's the, should I just, should I say it? Do you want to say it? Go for it. So it's going to be something close <laughs> with perhaps slight tweaks. Um, something like we exist in these South Cities as a family in Christ to love God love our neighbors and make disciples of Jesus. And so maybe you want to just walk us through some of the thinking behind those things. I mean, obviously if people yeah. have been listening to your sermons that, and really over the last year, we were always talking about loving God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and loving our neighbors and making disciples. So do you just want to unpack that a little bit? Yeah. I think um, like you said, you know, the, the current mission statement flows out of, uh, a lot of good theology and burdens that the elders still have. Um, and it really flows out of the elder affirmation of faith, which is kind of the thing that we keep saying is not going to change. That's where all of our theology flows out of, and we're excited to maintain that. Amen. 
I think that there's a a sense in which the this new mission statement maybe uh, I think it includes everything mm-hmm. uh, that the old mission statement does, but maybe there's some emphases that we think are helpful for this current moment that we're in. One of them being family. Uh, we really want our people to believe as we move from kind of a multi-site model um, where you know a lot of times it was hard to know everyone <laughs> around because it was so big and so. Um, so much going on that we really want that family identity that the New Testament mm-hmm. unpacks to be part of who we are. Uh, we know we're not going to be a perfect family. We know we're not there yet, but we believe the Bible teaches that. So we want to yep. grow into that. And I love that it says family in Christ. That's right. Yep. Yes. So that, that'd be a way to mm-hmm. talk about it. You know, the, the first part of it is really who we are. We're a family and what defines that family Man, we're in Jesus together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rest for our soul, salvation for eternity. We are in Jesus together and empowerment by the spirit. That's mm-hmm. what it means to be in Jesus. And why Why has God gathered uh, a people uh, in and through his son to be a family? Well, he's gathered them to love him, mm-hmm. stir, stir one another up to love and good works, to love him with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And again, that's where I talk about like currently the supremacy of God. That's what we're saying when we say love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, that he is supremely worthy of all of our affections because of who he is. Um, love your neighbor as yourself. That idea that this love that we have for God after he's loved us and brought us into this family, it can't stay within us, but we have to start seeing other image bearers and say, man, I want to bring them into this family. I want to love them in word and deed um, and make disciples of Jesus, which we talked about is, you know, the, the, the witnessing, the gathering them into the family of God and the teaching them to observe all that Jesus has commanded. Mm-hmm. And in that passage, it's make disciples of all nations. So that that's consistent with our passion for the nations. And maybe the reason we think this mission statement is timely now is the family aspect, but also wanting to have um, what I would talk about as uh, symmetry and kind of intertwining neighbors and nations. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we think that those things ought to be compelling to one another, that as we gain a heart for the lost and for our neighbors, that those are the kind of people that are going to want to go to the nations. And as those people that come to the nations come back and they give us testimony of what's happening in the nations, it'll make us want to go to our neighbors. Mm-hmm. And both of those sets of people, us here at home and those overseas are disciple makers uh, right? that are trying to help people know and love and see Jesus. And so I think the... The current need of the hour in Christianity in many ways is, um, man, loving our neighbors, hospitality, kindness, winsome gospel witness. Uh, And so to bring a a local aspect to the mission statement that also accords with the global aspect to the mission statement just feels like a really sweet uh, correlating kind of moment for us. Yep. Amen. Stacey, are you excited about this new mission statement? Yeah, I am. What do you, do you have any thoughts about it? I mean, I like what Dave said. Um, it's not really changing what the values are, but just maybe rewording them and mm-hmm. in a new, fresh way. And and I think just makes it a little more simple. Um, you know, having to explain to my kids what our current mission statement is, has sometimes been a little bit challenging to explain, you know, what does supremacy mean? You know, big words, but this is, it, it feels a little bit more tangible. Yep. Um, yeah. Yep. That's great. I think it's great. Off to another autonomy meeting. Carry on. 
Dave has to leave. <laughs> There's lots to do. Now that we voted, the, the work has begun. <laughs> we got we to gotta get it done. So, all right. So the last two, D Daniel, did you have anything you wanted to say there? I mean, you weren't in those meetings. I'm yeah, just kidding. So I, I, don't have anything, I don't have anything to say. So. I'm just kidding, man. Um, so the last two documents that were in that email uh, are the Congregational Affirmation of Faith and the Member Covenant. Now, these two documents, um, uh, especially the Congregational Affirmation, let's take the Congregational Affirmation first. That one was very, very uh, slightly, lightly edited. Um, so we kept it almost the exact same. We made a few tweaks. Um, number one, it mentioned our specific denomination, which we have not committed as a new church to join or not join. We just haven't gotten that far yet. The elders haven't talked about denomination yet. So we took that out. Um, we just tweaked a few of the words. Um, and, and maybe this would be a good time to mention that there's going to be meetings uh, scheduled that you're going to hear about. If not already, you're going to hear about them soon just to walk through. All well, of these I mean, things one, and to talk about them. One significant addition to the Congregational Affirmation of Faith is Article 12. Yes. Put one article in right before the end on marriage and sexuality with some biblical rationale for just like why God created two sexes, what marriage actually is, and kind of clarifying what some modern understandings of marriage might be and just how we see that the Bible says those aren't marriage. Right, exactly. We felt that was really important. Um just to explicitly codify um, for us as a church. Um, we made a couple of little tweaks under Article 10, uh, Religious Liberty. We didn't change any of the thrust of that, but we just added a couple words. For example, each church is independent and must be free from ecclesiastical interference by any other ecclesiastical or political authority as defined by scripture. So just trying to really clearly delineate the spheres of influence that God has given um, to us as a church and um, under his sovereignty to the, the government. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you have questions about any of that, um, also we made just a couple tweaks. I mean, we might as well just name uh, religious liberty. Oh, we changed a little bit of the wording. Um, where did it go? Da, 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 I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Under ordinances, um, article nine. I'm really bad at Roman numerals. <clears throat> so article IX. Yeah, IX. Yeah. Article X. <clears throat> so the same theology, we believe that the Lord Jesus has committed two ordinances to the local church, baptism and the Lord's Supper. We believe that Christian baptism is in the name of the triune God only upon the profession of faith and is normally by full Im full immersion. So we just kind of tweaked a little bit of the wording there. Um and then that's really it. Oh, and under the very last article, we replaced the word felicity with eternal joy and faithfulness because- Yeah, the word felicity means, depending on its definition, either faithfulness or joy. And probably joy is what is meant by the originators of the document. Uh, and we just thought we should have both. Yep. And it's just, again, easier to understand. So, so, so Nick, talk to us about the membership or the covenant affirmations. Yeah. So the other document is the member covenant. And this is, you know, the six promises that we all agree to, um, to be members. And they're the ones that are turned into questions when we welcome people into covenant membership. And basically what we did is we took the content of all six of those questions or statements so there's still six of them in the new updated covenant, and we just kind of simplified. 
So the thrust and most of the content of each of those you know, six statements is still there, um, just with some updated language um, and just a little bit more simplified so that it's easier to follow along. You know, and um, again, we love all of those promises and we wanted to keep those commitments in there just as a way that was easier. So, and this kind of drove home for me even during our last family meeting last week where we welcomed those people into membership and Daniel was asking them the questions, the six questions, and they were so long, I, 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 I got lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was just, it's just hard to follow along with exactly what they're mm-hmm. uh, committing to. And so what we tried to do was take all of that content and just simplify it and make it easier to understand and to follow along. But again, the same content and the same meaning is there. Mm-hmm. So Daniel, would you have anything to say about that or? Oh, I mean, I love the old, uh, you know, where it's a lot of Baptist churches, I think churches that uh, stretch back in their kind of their understanding of their theological tradition to the New Hampshire Confession of Faith of 1644 have very, very similar language to mm-hmm. what we we did have. Um, I'm not, I don't have access to know how all of that came about. I, I know some of the things from going back in the deep dive into the black hole that is Google Drive from all of our, <laughs> someone apparently scanned, you know, hand-typed minutes from uh, business meetings and elder meetings from way back when. So I've read a good chunk of those. Uh, but yeah, those were beautiful and wonderful. And this, by updating the language, um, you know, not dissimilar from what you do when you update language for a Bible translation or any other kind of document, you're trying to make it understandable to the modern vernacular. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that high language that was there was great. And by doing this, we are simply streamlining it to some degree. I think not not just, you know, it's not just like well, what's old is now new, but it's a uh, another opportunity for like, this is what you're committing to exactly. as a member. Yep. Uh, we want it to be clear and we really want to utilize it for the sake of teaching. I think a lot of times the covenant affirmations at our church are, you know, they're talked about at a business meeting, maybe for 15 minutes as part of a devotional or something. But uh, if this is really what, as a family in Christ, we're committing to do with one another, uh, we want to, you know, front, uh, put that up front a little bit more. Yep. Or a lot more. Yeah. Go ahead, Stacey. Hey, um, one question I wanted to just ask if people might wonder this is what is happening to the relational commitments that were also connected to the church covenant? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a good question. So we did change the wording um, in, I guess it's number six, where it talked about agreeing to being governed by the relational commitments. Um, it, so the reading now, it's now says, um, we agree to operate with God's help. Oh, we agree with God's help to operate in familial love in all things, agreeing to adhere to the official documents and policies which govern our life together, including the policy for distance and distancing, discipline and distancing, policy for grievance against an elder and the child protection policy. So what we did is we now have um, kind of separate documents and we're referring to those specifically and they cover much of the the content that was previously in the relational commitments. Mm-hmm. And we just felt like this was cleaner. Um, and so if you have any questions about that, we'd be happy to talk to you about those things. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how that process worked. Mm-hmm. Yep. So- 
And again, in all of these things, we will have uh, plenty of time to interact with you, to hear what you think, to explain, to teach, to hear your questions and comments. Yeah. And there will be meetings. I think for a number of these things, you know, the elders, we, we are an elder-led congregational church. It doesn't mean that, uh, you know, uh, American democracy, you know, kind of gets imprinted upon the church, just whatever you can listen to the, the podcasts we've done on congregationalism or church governance. Uh, there are a bunch of them, but we are seeking congregational input and probably some level of congregational ratification for at least some of this, just to be able to say like, if you're really a part of this family, mm-hmm. we're coming alongside. That's a conversation the elders are still having as we're frankly reacting and uh, trying to get everything lined up. Uh, in the next while, little, you know, several weeks here. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this is the start of a conversation with everybody, and it, um, but we are really excited about uh, what it's going to look like to just be a new a new church together mm-hmm. um, yep. in these South Cities. So we're hoping and praying that it's led by the Spirit, and we're just inviting everybody to come along for the ride. This is this is good. We hands up in the air, everyone. <laughs> Come along for the ride. Perfect. We'll end on that. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, Stacey. 